There never was so much borrowed money collected in the world as is now collected in London. Of the many millions in Lombard Street, infinitely the greater proportion is held by bankers or others on short notice or on demand. That is to say, the owners could ask for it all any day they please. In a panic, some of them do ask for some of it. If any large fraction of that money really was demanded, our banking system and our industrial system too would be in great danger. Some of those deposits, too, are of a peculiar and very distinct nature. Since the Franco-German War, we have become, to a much larger extent than before, the bankers of Europe. A very large sum of foreign money is on various accounts and for various purposes held here. And in a time of panic, it might be asked for. In 1866, we held only a much smaller sum of foreign money, but that smaller sum was demanded, and we had to pay it at great cost and suffering, and it would be far worse if we had to pay the greater sums we now hold without better resources than we had then. It may be replied that though our instant liabilities are great, our present means are large, that though we have much we may be asked to pay at any moment, we have very much always ready to pay it with. But on the contrary, there is no country at present and there never was any country before, in which the ratio of the cash reserve to the bank deposits was so small as it is now in England. So far from our being able to rely on the proportional magnitude of our cash in hand, the amount of that cash is so exceedingly small that a bystander almost trembles when he compares its minuteness with the immensity of the credit which rests upon it. Again, it may be said that we need not be alarmed at the magnitude of our credit system or at its refinement, for that we have learned by experience the way of controlling it and always manage it with discretion. But we do not always manage it with discretion. There is the astounding instance of Overend, Gurney and Co. To the contrary, ten years ago that house stood next to the Bank of England in the city of London. It was better known abroad than any similar firm known perhaps better than any purely English firm. The partners had great estates, which had mostly been made in the business. They still derived an immense income from it. Yet in six years they lost all their own wealth, sold the business to the company, and then lost a large part of the company's capital. And these losses were made in a manner so reckless and so foolish that one would think a child who had lent money in the City of London would have lent it better. After this example, we must not confide too surely in long-established credit or in firmly rooted traditions of business. We must examine the system on which these great masses of money are manipulated and assure ourselves that it is safe and right. But it is not easy to rouse men of business to the task. They let the tide of business float before them. They make money, or strive to do so while it passes, and they are unwilling to think where it is going. Even the great collapse of overends, though it caused a panic, is beginning to be forgotten. Most men of business think, anyhow, this system will probably last my time. It has gone on a long time, and is likely to go on still. But the exact point is that it has not gone on a long time. The collection of these immense sums in one place and in few hands is perfectly new. In 1844, the liabilities of the four great London joint stock banks 
were £10,637,000. They are now more than £60 million. The private deposits of the Bank of England then were £9 million. They now are £8 million. There was in throughout the country but a fraction of the vast deposit business which now exists. We cannot appeal, therefore, to experience to prove the safety of our system as it now is, for the present magnitude of that system is entirely new. Obviously a system may be fit to regulate a few millions, and yet quite inadequate when it is set to cope with many millions. And thus it may be with Lombard Street, so rapid has been its growth, and so unprecedented is its nature. I am by no means an alarmist. I believe that our system, though curious and peculiar, may be worked safely. But if we wish so to work it, we must study it. We must not think we have an easy task when we have a difficult task, or that we are living in a natural state when we are really living in an artificial one. Money will not manage itself, and Lombard Street has a great deal of money to manage.